Hey everybody, Tyler here. Uh, just wanted to let you know that some of the audio in this episode might be a little off-sync. Uh, Lois and I record on separate tracks, and uh, something must have happened in the uploading where uh, one of the tracks uh, isn't quite syncing up with the other one in certain spots, but we kind of went through and stitched everything together as best we could, and uh, I think there might still be a few spots uh, where the audio doesn't quite match up, but I think we did a pretty good job. I think everything's fine for the most part, but um, it's a pretty good episode. We're pretty proud of it. Um, it went in a pretty uh, wild direction at one point, and that's actually probably going to be its own episode. Um, we edited it out, um, so hopefully you enjoy that when it comes out. Uh, but other than that, yeah, we're pretty proud of this episode, and we hope you enjoy it. Ta-ta. Bye. From the master to the first, we've been there from the start. The Scooby Gang and everyone stole a piece of our hearts. So come along and listen as we share our thoughts about the greatest show there ever was that we love a lot. So here it is for Buffy, we'll sing a song for her. It's time to go, let's record, listen to our words. <laughs> um, anyways, welcome to you for my boss. Entrails, a weekly podcast where we discuss all things Buffy the Vampire Slayer. My name's Tyler. And my name is Lotus. I thought you were going to skip that your name was Tyler, and then I got really panicked about what I was doing. <laughs> I was thinking oh. about something, but I'm not quite sure what it was. Um, and for like that moment, I was like, huh, what's happening? And then I was like, oh yeah, Tyler. I'm oh, the- I'm still talking. Yeah, still, still doing the thing. <laughs> uh, anyways, Lotus, before we talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I got a chair that I'm sitting in. Right. I got a new setup. I mean, I talked a little bit about, just a little bit about it before we started recording, just a smidge. But Well, I'm ready to hear the whole story. Oh, but man. Um, well, here's the thing. I've had this chair for, I don't know, six months at this point, but I kind of feel like I discovered it for the first time today. <laughs> we've been doing this podcast for like three four hundred years now and i've always done it at a well well we can kind of shit okay so there's kind of like um eras of my relationship with this podcast and and, and chairs and chairs (laughs) so (laughs) so we go back to like the primordial episodes i'm on this brickety wooden piece of shit chair that ended up breaking one time when I sat on it um because <laughs> it kind of just like existed in the apartment I was apartment I was uh I I lived in it was there and I'm not the kind of person that goes out and buys chairs there's a chair there I'm gonna use it as a chair and um the listeners will remember the squeaks from those episodes even though in the, they might not they might not remember from the first few episodes because I painfully edited out every single squeak <laughs> but after doing that one or two times or maybe Eh, just one or two times, I stopped doing that, and so the squeak was very prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was the second chair. Um, not not a lot of fanfare. It was a fine chair. I actually, I actually, I think I ordered that chair from the internet because I was a, didn't want to go to a store to get it. Um, <laughs> and then there, um, up until this week's recording, was the uh, the good computer chair, mm-hmm. um, which I've had for about my time in Portland. A nice. Nice chair that I got from Goodwill for ten bucks, um, vastly superior to any other chair I've ever had for 
um, my computer desk. It was wow. nice. But here's the thing: I'm not even at a de- I'm not even at a desk right now. I am at a really nice, old timey wing back chair. Um, it's it's got those things you can put your head on left and right. I think that's what makes it a wing back. Um, my butt isn't sore from sitting on a Goodwill, um, <laughs> a Goodwill computer chair, which, as I said, is the best chair I've ever had up until now. Um, my my computer is hooked up to my television, so my notes are, you know, project, projected in front of me, larger than they've ever been, and I can just kind of stare ahead and look at them and not, like, you know, poke around my little tiny itty-bitty laptop. Um, and my 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 uh, microphone is on one of those fancy little arms, like it has been for a while now. But it's on my my nightstand, and it's just kind of casually, like wow. hanging in the air, just inches above my mouth. And it's just so like it's just hanging out and saying, "Hey, Tyler, what's up? Let's do this podcast together casually." And I just feel good. <laughs> I feel good. I feel relaxed. I don't know if people listened to last week's episode, but I don't think I was relaxed last week. And mm. and I think I think I thought to myself. I think I thought to myself <laughs> um, that I needed to do something. I needed to change something. And I was like, I looked at this chair that I've had, and I decided to record in it. And here we are. <laughs> <sighs> That's amazing. Thank I'm you. so proud of you. Thank you very you, much. You've you've made it happen for yourself. Yeah. I feel good. I feel really good. And I'm sorry, I kind of talked for 35 minutes about this chair and my relation, <laughs> relationship towards chairs in this podcast. But No, I mean, you you prepared a statement. It, it was only right that you, well, uh, that you read that's it. That's the thing, Lotus. I said I had a statement prepared, but that was all from the heart. <laughs> all from the heart. That's beautiful. There's no teleprompters in this room. Just, yeah. That would be pretty cool, though. Like those Barack Obama teleprompters. Remember those things? That was so cool. Like he would kind of like casually look from left to right every now and then. You know the you know the ones I'm talking about, right? No. Oh, you got to Google Barack Obama teleprompters. Well, I'll take a look. I don't think they're exclusively for Barack Obama, though. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but the first time I've ever I've ever seen them, they were used by um, Mr. Obama. Mm. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Where are you right now? Where are you sitting? Well, right now I'm sitting on my couch. Nice. See, you figured it out a long time before <laughs> I <did>. me. <laughs> I did. It's not... I, I don't have an ideal setup, though, is the thing. I've got... Um, I've got my computer on my coffee table and then my um, my microphone on there, too. And it's just pulled up real close to the couch, just like... Um, a really, really bad angle for anything else. Um, and I've got my cat on my lap, though. That's important. See, um, that's good. But the the not ideal thing is that I'm just, like, slouched over trying <laughs> to kind of be near the microphone. <laughs> uh, see, that's where you really got to get one of these um, uh-huh. these arm things because you can, you can slouch if you want. You can lean back. Um you can what you're saying is you can slouch if you want to you can lean your body behind and behind (laughs) and if my friends don't slouch and if they don't lean back and they're no friends of mine lotus so you better (laughs) you better get your little microphone arm hooked up (laughs) that sounds like you have a microphone for an arm that's not what i meant 
No, I know what you meant. Yeah. I need the thing. Huh. I need the tool. Yeah. It's good. It's very but, convenient. Like, the cat thing is really important to me, though. I feel good about that. Oh, no. My, I, my kingdom for a cat. Like, I would... Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, my kingdom <laughs> of uh, microphone... Well, I don't even know what the fuck you call these things. Microphone arms, I guess. <laughs> um, but, mm. yeah, my kingdom of those for a cat um, to be on my lap. But, alas, it's yeah. not meant to be. But, yeah, you really inspired me to, like, have my own monologue about my... My like setup, like my past setups, and more importantly, my dream setup, uh-huh. because it's a new year, and I've learned that you really have to visualize your dreams mm-hmm, and aspirations mm-hmm. to make them a reality. Yes, the right? secret. Yes, the secret. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming back. <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and try that um, first by thinking of of back in the day um, when we were first. Oh, I remember the first time we talked about this podcast, um, we'd like visited, uh, we'd seen each other in person in Madison, and then it was like a few weeks later, I think, and we had been chatting, like texting about like, (laughs) wouldn't that be (laughs) hilarious if we did a podcast or something like that? Um, But I remember we scheduled a phone, a telephone call, (laughs) a conference call. My people got a hold of your people. Exactly. And um, I I was in my second apartment in Pullman, uh, which which was um, a pretty shitty little apartment. And it had uh, windows on just one side of the whole apartment, just like two windows total. Um, so it was like really hot in the summer and pretty dumb in the winter. <laughs> pretty dumb. <laughs> it was just like not really a good place um i just like got a bunch of furniture from the people that lived there um because i got a sublet and i was just uh paying very little in rent money which was cool nice um but it was kind of not the best um and my my mattress and box spring were just directly on the floor hey they call that the tyler special (laughs) um so, so that was my setup, and we had that first phone call. I was just in my bed <laughs> with some pillows to make it kind of like a chair. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Actually, I just, um, I just looked to my right, and I do have my pillows up against the wall on my bed like a chair. Like a chair, like yeah. A, chair, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't know about that life hack. It's good. I <laughs> <laughs> like life hack. Um, but then eventually I bought some kind of a desk. Mm. Ah, oh, I wonder what that was. Yeah, some kind of like rickety old desk though. Um, and I shoved it in the corner of my bedroom and that's where I think I probably recorded the first episode or that might have also been in my living room. I also used to just like sit on my floor <laughs> in my living room and and have the microphone up on the coffee table. I did that a lot too. Yeah. The thing is, I just I like being on the floor or on a couch or in a bed and I like having blankets around me I'm always really cold and if you're like sitting up at a desk it's not that cozy um so I like to have my legs like all crossed up and blankets or like a sweatshirt or something you you know this is really kind of interesting because we both kind of took a different approach to um our our podcasting stations it sounds like like you wanted to have like a nice sort of a a comfortable space right 
Well, yeah, but like the thing is, I didn't really plan it that much. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I wasn't like, ooh, I need to make this space. I was kind of like, ugh, um, here's my computer. I'm just going to do it right here because I haven't moved in three hours. <laughs> um, I did also have a desk space too, though. I had like a chair and a desk. Um, and I liked to like set up all my things around there. Huh. Um, yeah. And like have it, my notebook and stuff next to yeah. that. I started off with a like a specific notebook, and then I just started using whatever scraps of paper that were around. Now I'm back to a big, big notebook. I'm pretty proud of that. Nice. Congrats. Welcome back. Yeah, but I did always gravitate towards the floor, hmm. like you do. Like you do. Um, <laughs> or a couch. Uh, but then, yeah, like I would feel very official when I had a desk, yeah. and that's it's good because you have a lot of space, maybe, and. Um, you can you can put your important things around. Yeah. I feel like when I was at at a desk, that's when I would do those drawings, um, like about. Oh, those what were we good. Were yeah. About. Yeah, I know. I don't really do those lately, but I should start again. Yeah, those are fun. Those are good. Um. Yeah, and then after that, I moved to my current uh, one bedroom apartment, which I really love. It's like a really good space, but it, it it does get pretty cold. So in the summer, I think I'm pretty happy to be at my desk, which is by a window, and it's in this little nook. Actually, it's fantastic. I have like um, a bookshelf up against the wall with all my different art supplies, and I have a whole corner of that for podcasting equipment and uh, notes. And, like, nice. all of our old original notes and drawings and, like, logo sketch and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have my desk um, on the opposite wall. and But I do a lot of different projects there. So sometimes it's hard. Sometimes I have things on it so it's hard to record. Sure. Um, and then I have bookshelves, like, surrounding those two and, like, a cat tree over there, too. Oh, so yes. So it's, it's very, very cozy, very nice. That's nice. Um, but yeah, I use a laptop, so then it's always like, where am I setting up my laptop, and where am I setting everything up? That's the thing. Like I, I also record on a laptop, and I never realized I had so much freedom. You know, mm-hmm. I do. It's great. Until today. Until <laughs> today. Yeah. Well, and I guess you know, for the future, I my. My goal and like my the plan um, is to move in with my partner Brian, mm. um, like by by the end of the like, my lease. So like June is when things turn over. And actually, just got my letter in the mail today from my landlord saying like, "Are you gonna stay or not?" Um, so like this is my last spring. Uh, winter in this oh. apartment um and it's gonna be a, a different setup but Shit. i don't know what it what how it's gonna be yet um so it's kind of terrifying but exciting it's a new era <sighs> yeah, yeah but like the idea is that we'll get a big enough place that we can each have like a nice um area to ourselves so hopefully i would have like a room or an area some sort of pod just, loft Exactly, yeah, <laughs> where it's just my stuff, and it's just, um, yeah, a, a space for kind of the those cozy areas that I'd mentioned, but more of like a creative workspace, and um, I really want to get a computer, like a desktop computer, mm-hmm. 
and get that all built up and get it like just specified just how I like it and like multiple monitors is oh shit yeah (laughs) yeah oh man dude that's (laughs) that's profesh yeah I could do that with the amount of money that I spent on my laptop years ago but I already have this old laptop Uh now um so I would really like that I would also really like to be able to use like my XLR cable with my microphone. Uh-huh. Um, so getting a setup um, that means maybe like some greater control, um, and totally getting one of those uh, mounts that I can look all fancy and. It's slowly. the past. It's the only reason I got it. Mostly just to look <laughs> cool. <laughs> to to nobody but to myself, I guess. Right, right. right. I feel cool. But yeah, I think it'd be great to have like a desk for computer stuff and then a, a whole different desk like in a in a tea with it for mm-hmm. um in a, like a kitty corner desk for for just spreading out and like yeah, making podcast drawings. Pod stuff, Pod and... stuff yeah. Yeah, cuz yeah. we're working on an empire here, so we need space. That's right. Yeah, we got, and a, we got and some a comfy chair. Yeah, we got some plans in the work everybody. We got some plans. I think I need a big chair. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it needs to be warm. I can't. I can't just be cold in my own house. Oh, it's hard it's to ridiculous. pod while you're cold. Yeah. 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 Huh. So those are some of my ideas, and I'm pretty happy with how things are right now. But I think it could be even one more wonderful. Gotta look towards the future. <laughs> Speaking of the future, huh? Should we look forward to this podcast where we talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Oh yeah, <laughs> the one, the one that we're doing right. The now. one that we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Huh? Well, what episode is this one? So this is season five, and this is episode Four- fourteen. <laughs> Uh, 14? 14? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, no. Yeah. Wait. Psh, it's our podcast. Why the hell not? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called Crush. Like the soda. That's right. Um, um, and again, <laughs> I. <laughs> you don't have your do booklet. Not... Well, I have a cat, is the problem. Oh, jeez. If I didn't have a cat, I could go run and get the booklet and, like, provide a distraction, and Here, no one would be the wiser. Do you want me to go to IMDb and do this? Um, we could do that, yeah. Oh, it's real short. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see what I got here. Buffy learns that Spike has a crush on her. <laughs> a situation made all the more dangerous by Drusilla's return to Sunnydale. <sighs> we got our director, uh, Daniel Atias. And written by David Fury. David. David Fury, coming back at you. Oh, Dave. Ooh, let's learn about a little bit about Daniel Atias. It's A T T I A S. Would you say Atias? Adias. Adias. That's better. Yeah. Um, he, nah, I don't know. Sure. He won the DGA's D- D- the Director Guild of America's 2009 Best Drama Directing Award for The Wire. <gasps> Hell Whoa. yeah. He's also worked on Sopranos, Six Feet Under, and Homeland. Those are all HBO Dude, shows. Dude, this guy's not fucking around. He's he's big league. Yeah. Oh, 
Ray Donovan, too. He worked on Ray Donovan. <laughs> hey, is that a, a saying, um, like, big league? Like, that person's big league? I think so. Well, could you also say that person's big league, too? Dude, this guy is big league, big league, too. Wait, did you want me to say two? No, chew. Oh, he's big league chew? Yeah, like the gum. Oh, like the gum. Yeah, this dude's big league chew, man. Um, <laughs> he's uh, he's been on a, he's he's worked on some heavy hitters. Wow. Damn. Yeah, good for him. I hope he's a nice person. I bet. Maybe. He worked on Raising Hope. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I like Raising Hope. You ever watch Raising Hope? I did. Yeah. I think it's sweet. Yeah. I love I love the parents. Yeah, the funny show. Part. Yeah, yeah, they're really good. The last season kind of got away from me, but um, yeah, that, that, you know, I can't. That happens I can't sometimes. Quite remember, yeah, I can't quite remember like the end. Sometimes the show gets too big it. for its britches, you know. Yeah. yeah, but I remember really enjoying putting that on and just like yeah, it's a good show. Um, enjoying the 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 heartwarming. Yeah, things. I feel like it never got the love that it really deserved. I think like you know, because I think it was like in the middle of like you know all these these great shows like you know Parks and Rec and Thirty Rock and The Office and stuff. It was kind of like during all of that, so. Kind of seems like it oh. kind of got overlooked a bit. Oh. oh. Speaking of Parks and Rec, have you watched the show Making It? No, is it good? Yes, it is. Awesome. It is good. It is like a like a competition show. Oh. Oh, oh, um, oh, yeah, I know about this. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Cool. Um, I am, however, furious at the, the, the decisions the judges have made mm. in the last two episodes I've watched. Shame. But, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? But, yeah, I feel like it's embracing this tradition of, like, the Great British Bake Off, where it's just, like, a nice, nice reality. Nice core. Competition, where it's just nice people. Yeah, nice core. Um, doing nice things. Yeah. Being nice. Yeah. It's good. We, we, need, we need some of that. We need some of that. Um, this episode's nice. Sure. Nice in that I think it's good. I think it's a good episode. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Um, I actually just saw the word nice in my notes Um, <laughs> in, in reference to a nice guy syndrome, which I suppose we could talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to talk about nice guys. Oh, holy fuck. You want to talk about nice guy syndrome? Let's get into it. So Spike's got a bad case of the nice guy syndrome. Uh-huh. Um, and for, to, to describe at least how how I would describe nice guy syndrome and it's it's been described this way before it's like when a man a guy if you will um if if he if if he if he feels he does enough good actions towards um a person that they are obligated to have feelings for him in return it's like if you put enough quarters into a machine you get in you get back what you want. Mm. That's that's how that's I would metaphor. describe it, and how many others before me <laughs> have described it. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of times, it's like at that later stage of like resentment because the quarters you put in to the non-existent machine mm-hmm. um, <laughs> didn't produce what you wanted. Exactly. Or what you thought you deserved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Spike is just like the like prototypical example of basically that practice put into action in this very episode. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In the last episodes, I've been getting like annoyed and frustrated with Spike's actions, but like, um, this is a really great episode because it's 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 not just having those as passing moments. It's like very focal to the episode, and you know, showing that that is a, a human. Um, a human flaw and a, hu- a very common uh, human interaction. Exactly, yeah. But I think I like this episode so much because they've been kind of just like dancing around Spike being a piece of shit almost, you know? Like, uh-huh. like um, before this, um, well, this, uh, this like iteration of Spike, like where he's like, you know, the lovable scamp that he's been right. since like season four and episode five or uh, season five now. He's kind of yeah. this lovable scamp and... Um, we as we've been watching the show have been we haven't been buying that and i think <laughs> no, no, no 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 not, not at all pulling it over on us no um and i think what this episode does really well is they let us they let us know that they know what they were doing mm-hmm. you know that and this is the uh, kind of the payoff of all those like those little um actions um and shitty behaviors that we've seen spike um, do and commit um, that that was all kind of part of the plan or at least they tied it together really well in this episode and that's why I think makes it or one of the reasons I think makes this episode so great is because those strings were finally pulled together yeah yeah and I think I was feeling like this for a watch around like a lot of like indignation is like like don't they know what they're doing or like and I think there was maybe some of that still oh I agree but, yeah. um, but in this episode it it's almost like um, some of the things that the characters are going through is also directed at the the viewer because it's like um, you know a lot of reference about Spike is to like how he's harmless yes. or how you know he's not dangerous and all these different ways like towards Dawn or towards the group or whatever um, and and even um, yeah even Buffy to some extent is just like. Uh, glancing or not glancing off uh shaking off Mm -hmm. like some of his creepier advances and things like that um and just almost like not wanting to deal with it but then by the end when um you know buffy puts the protection um against spike back on the house uh to cast him out as a vampire um it's it is acknowledging like no his actions are dangerous he's dangerous Mm -hmm. his obsession is dangerous and it's something that should be taken seriously yeah it's, I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, um, it just, I don't know what I'm trying to say other than just, I I like that the stakes have been raised for Spike's character. Um, mm-hmm. And somehow, this, I didn't remember this episode that well. I forgot, it's so important and it's so good and it's such a defining episode. Yeah. And it's it's, and it's it's one of those ones that just like slipped through the cracks for me. I remembered it, but I didn't I just didn't remember how pointed it was. Like how um how it is imparting this really important message that I feel like is definitely in keeping with like the themes of the show, but it is like kind of revolutionary and before yeah. its time or maybe it maybe it is because we have been like um, looking at Spike more, uh, more closely, um, mm. if, with our watch that, um, we've really, 
we really appreciate this episode in particular. Because yeah. I think this episode is great. And I never would have, like, when I, was, when I would be thinking of, like, you know, my favorite episodes. And I'm not ready to say this is, like, one of my favorite episodes. But this, this episode never, like, crossed my mind. Like, I would never think of it. But I think I would now. Like, thinking of, like, my favorite episodes of season five, I, you know, I'd be like, Fool for Love, the body, blah, 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 I was made to love you. Um, and I would not think of Crush. And I think I would think of Crush now. Yeah, it moved up for me, too. But, like, in the past, I think I would have thought of it, mm-hmm. like, um, of season five. But I think some of the, that would be, like, the the fact that Drusilla is in it. Like, yes. thinking about something like Lover's Walk, uh-huh. where it's, like oh yeah, it's this great thing, it's touching back into these characters we know, but I think it really pushes really far past that, and it's, um, yeah, it's a really unique thing that, like, for all of the um, feminism in the show and all of the, like, you know, important um, messages that we get, mm-hmm. I feel like this is something that is really unique. <laughs> um and yeah, really special. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'm I'm viewing this with a lot more appreciation. Yeah, and just like as an episode, it's just I don't know, it just it's just good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, there's like a lot going on, like in like you mentioned Drusilla. Like how much do you miss Drusilla, Jesus? Oh, so much. She's so good. <laughs> she just like <laughs> Just like the uh, like the aesthetic she brings, and just the uh, like the poetry like she yeah. brings to the episode, just kind of like it brings everything up a notch. It adds like a whole new, um, just like feeling and vibe and just like atmosphere to the episode. Mm-hmm. And, and it reminds you of like where the history Spike has and where he comes from in this like old world uh, feeling that Drusilla brings in. Mm-hmm. I guess my the one wish I have is, like, a lot of her scenes with Spike are so dark in the crypt. I, I just want to see her face. Oh, like, you mean literally dark. Yeah, I actually had that yeah. thought, too. It's very dark, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, brighten that up a little bit. Yeah, and, yeah I thought my TV was messed up, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, as far as, like, how this episode is just, like, I think well-balanced, I think it does an amazing job of, like, we see Spike at his, like, absolute worst. Like, he is such a fucking piece of shit. Like, mm-hmm. he's just garbage, and it's great. Like, he really sells it. But there's so many, like, I don't know if I'd say so many, but there's, like, really nice moments with him. Like, yeah. like him just, like, hanging out with Dawn, having a nice time. Him right. him bonding with um, Joyce and Dawn. Kind oh, of just always tra- love that. It's so delightful. Like, yeah. It's so delightful. And like we say it before, or we've said it before, but I'll say it again and like probably mean it more. It's that the dichotomy that they show us in this episode of basically his his behavior is so much stronger in this episode. Um, and I think we appreciate it more than we ever have so far. At least I have. I don't know. Mm. yeah I really liked the scene with Don um and I felt like that was the the one moment during this episode where he would where he was being like really genuine without trying to get something that he wants Uh like it's just and you know maybe 
Um, he was trying to get information out of her about Buffy's feelings towards him and stuff like that. But um, at certain moments, he's just naturally good with Dawn mm-hmm. because he can just like talk to her like an adult and he doesn't. He's not trying to protect her necessarily, mm-hmm. um, he, even though he kind of does that without trying uh-huh. sometimes, and we'll start doing that more and more uh-huh. as he grows as a character. Um, but I loved that, that it was, yeah. like, the the best parts of him are good, and, like, um, he can naturally be a like a, a good person to talk to uh-huh. for Dawn. Um, and she, she he's, like, what she needed. Mm-hmm. Um during this time yeah and that's that's so fascinating because like as you said like all his like his his good um behavior is mostly um uh done out of trying to get something um which is you know he's trying to get buffy but it's fascinating that there actually is legitimate good in him um which is what again makes him such a compelling and good character. Mm-hmm. Um, and the that scene where um, Willow and Tara are coming out of class and they're talking about yes, uh-huh. they're talking about Quasimodo, um, and you know that <laughs> it's pretty like obvious. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and everything, but like yeah. whatever. E- even to like somebody who like hasn't you know, like you know read the Hunchback of Notre Dame or like yeah. even like seen the movie, you would know that. Oh, Quasim Quasimodo. He, his <laughs> actions were selfishly motivated. Quasimodo, uh, Spike. Um, but yeah, they. I still I still love it clearly. though. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's, it's it's like a nice I think it's like a nice like narrative device to kind of like set up like what's going to kind of uh, what's going to be happening. Kind of makes it mm-hmm. um, very almost theatrical in a way, like we're watching some sort of uh, you know grand story about to develop. Yeah, and I also love that. I guess that's something I was thinking about a lot, and I think about a lot in terms of these like um, yeah, I guess the nice guy syndrome or like. Um, yeah, bordering on like toxic behaviors, where, um, you know, where since since we're kids, we're fed these specific stories and narratives of like of how romance is or how you get the girl, mm-hmm. um, and the things that Spike's doing, like selfishly or not, like those are like the the textbook. Uh, ways to like woo someone mm-hmm. to woo a woman specifically yeah. <laughs> um and it's it's super fucked up and uh, it's amazing that you know they're critiquing this story where um you know quasimodo being this tragic figure um like i don't think i was thinking that critically about it when i saw the disney movie when i was a kid oh, it yeah. was like oh like it's this tragic love story, um, and it's and it's always like that where where the the man is trying to um, win over a woman like um, just like not in regard to her feelings at all, just going through. Yeah, because um, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say because he's 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 following like the narrative that he knows like. He's not even mm-hmm. thinking about what she's thinking. He's thinking about, okay, if I do this, this is what's going to happen. And in his head, mm-hmm. it's romantic. 
but it's mm-hmm. incredibly narcissistic and selfish. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I thought was interesting, and I was like trying to think through this, is, you know, <clears throat> obviously Spike had the, these hundreds of hundred years uh, with Drusilla, and they had this epic romance, and they they kind of had their own script of how they were together and how things worked between them and how their love was. Um, and obviously that same script isn't going to work with Buffy or like Harmony for that matter. Um, oh, so Harmony. I think this episode we see Spike like trying to figure out like, oh, how, how do I express my feelings to Buffy and how do I make her love me? And I feel like he's reverting to like, okay, when I was human, here's some things, uh-huh. but also like current day humans, here's some things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, yeah, Drusilla at some point says he's lost. He's so lost. Um, and I feel like that's really apparent in this episode. He's just like grasping at whatever he can, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like not to underestimate that he is being a total shithead <laughs> yeah. in a lot of ways uh-huh. and is being <clears throat> very selfish in his mm-hmm. actions. Yeah, and he thinks, like, and, like, I, I, I empathize, not with, <laughs> empathize is the wrong word, but I understand, because I've done dumb shit in my youth, and probably not even all that long ago, but, like, <laughs> the idea of, like, the grand gesture, that's gonna mm-hmm. win somebody over, like, as if, like, love is, like, a, a matter of convincing somebody, and mm-hmm. him, his grand gesture in this case is killing Drusilla because that'll prove to Buffy that he loves her. And he has this like, just this like sick desperation that again, I understand, but you have to, (laughs) you'd think for being as old as he is, he would have some perspective and be able to think, but, (laughs) (sighs) but just, it doesn't work like that. Spike, you can't just, it's not about grand gestures. Just... Mm-hmm. Damn it. <laughs> I, hit, I hit my really comfy chair out of frustration. It's not about grand gestures, Spike. Spike. Who <laughs> uses the amulet to <laughs> save the world. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love this show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a good episode, man. Yeah. It's just like and like good funny stuff happens too. Like it's just mm-hmm. just like even uh, good, that for like the first scene was really strong in the bronze. Oh yeah, you mean like mm-hmm. when um uh, uh Spike goes to talk to Buffy? Yes. Yeah. 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 He, like okay, James Marster's acting in this episode is fantastic <laughs> yeah i think this is some of his best work he was great in it yeah yeah and is he wearing khakis that's the thing okay <laughs> this was like so important to me i kept like freaking out about it like the clothes that he was wearing that's what really made me start thinking about that thing of like he's trying to like figure out what his human self would do or something because uh-huh. he's like oh, okay so my usual self i wear like <laughs> dark colors and I'm like a cool leather jacket guy but <laughs> what would like a a normal <laughs> uh, just a friend of Xander's <laughs> wear D- so he's got like a, bl- a light blue shirt and yeah 
yeah like what is going on do you see like any sort of like redeeming quality in that though or do you find it all to just be conniving like is is the fact is the fact that he's like trying does is is that anything or do you do we just like kind of chalk it up to him following some sort of script or do you follow what i'm trying to say is is it um, anything yeah well i guess it's something but like in the grand scheme right now it all adds up to to not good not doing great spike <laughs> sure. but like i did actually write down a list of the things that he is doing that the things that are good in him i wrote a list somewhere here cuz i i guess um, it's 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 not so just black and white i suppose i mean cuz yeah. there there are the good aspects of him and in reality i mean good aspects don't count for fucking shit really um when somebody's right. a monster but we're talking about goddamn pretend here so so here's what i wrote down about i guess these are the things that will make him a better person um and that we are seeing bits maybe in mm -hmm. this episode um so he's good with don mm -hmm. he's good with don without trying um he tries hard he, he, he is trying really hard <laughs> at all of this stuff. And you can see how frustrated he gets uh -huh. and how, like, he's just kind of lost. And, um, you know, you, you sympathize with that as a person. Mm -hmm. um, he also feels really deeply. Um, I feel like I'm someone who feels really deeply and I can, I can relate to that. Sure. Um, you know, when he's, like, trying to explain to Buffy, like, you don't understand. I love you. And I... I it's in my head, it's in my dreams, like, mm -hmm. he feels like because it's so, so real to him, he keeps going after her and going after mm -hmm. her that we have to talk about this, we have to talk about this, when she's just like, no, we don't have to talk about this, there's nothing to talk about yeah. because it's not mutual. Um, and he's sensitive, too, he's deeply sensitive, and that's, you know, like, you can't help but, like, love him for that, yeah. and like think back to Fourth for Love and think about his um, human self mm -hmm. and like how how wounded he is um, still, even after being a vampire and mm -hmm. being a badass. So those are all things that I think, um, you know, are can be good, but they can also be um, fuel for like really bad behavior and bad treatment of others. And I sure, guess... Yeah. It's more about, like, what what impact do you have on the world? And, like, for him, this episode, he's got two uh, women chained up in his basement <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, abuses another one. Uh, so. so it's come to this. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, God, what to fucking talk about there? Jesus, that goddamn, that plan of his? Oof. Bad, bad plan. Uh, Harmony has become more of a skilled fighter than we saw her when she was slap fighting with Xander. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Like, I guess this is a turning point for both Spike and Harmony. Yes. Um, I was just thinking about how, like, okay, like, Harmony's tried to get her life on track, tried to be independent from Spike for, like, a few times now, but now it's gonna really happen, and I'm so proud of her. And she walked out of the room backwards. She's incredible. Like, the more... She's so wonderful. Whenever, whenever Harmony comes up, I just always think about how she is the most impressive, like, character vampire ever. Just, 
how strong of a person she is is yeah. incredible. <laughs> like, the, I would watch that show. I would love the show called Harmony. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Oh, man. So, is this the last we see of Harmony and Buffy? I do believe so, yes. Oh, my I God. I, we have to wait until somewhere. season five. No, well, she's in one episode of Angel. And then after that, it's not till season five. Mm-hmm. Season two of Angel, maybe? Season three? At least two? I don't know. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Harmony is so good. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so much just goes on in that, like, scene down there with the chains and whatnot. <laughs> and it's just, it's so much. It's so much. And he, Spike just, like, fucking freaks out. Uh, uh, yeah. Kelly, um, my, my lover, um... <laughs> she she was watching the episode with me. Um, she finally fucking finally got to watch like a good episode of Buffy because she has only seen a handful here and there. But like the last episode she watched with me, I think was Where the Wild Things Are, and before that it was some other not good episode. Uh, uh-huh. But she finally got to see Crush. Just I mean, it must be weird to really see all these episodes just randomly and out of context. But she said, "Wait, wait, go back. You're." You're showing her episodes out of order? Oh, she just happened to, like, come into my room and watch this episode with me. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she doesn't mind? No, no, it's her, you know, she, 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 she does what she wants. Um, it's her choice. It's yeah. her choice, yeah. <laughs> but she was like, geez, this guy is, he's like, he's just like any random guy from OkCupid okay with how he uh, responds yeah. to rejection. Just like. Oh, my God. No, she nailed it. Um, just because like. She's so right. Because like these guys, you know, from, you know, what I've, how the conversations I've had with her, like these guys, like, you know, they, they, they talk to you and they, you know, they, they seem perfectly fine and normal. If not like, you know, if maybe they're nice, they're nice, pleasant people. But as soon as you just say, no, and kind of the way like Buffy says it so very casually. No, they fucking freak out. Yeah. And just very apt. Like it's yeah. it's not it's not. Uh, I mean, I'm not the person that should be that is the one that has to be saying this, or should be saying. But like, that happens a lot. <laughs> it does. Happen it's not. A lot. It's I've not a spike on... thing. <laughs> Yeah, I've been on the receiving end of that, and I think it's okay that you say that. I think yeah. it's okay that that you know about that and that you can tell um, other guys, like, hey, friend, sure, yeah. uh, maybe let's let's <laughs> make it a, a an idea between us that yeah. we don't treat women like that or anyone like that. Yeah, and she, she, she had, like, one example of one guy who was very polite about it. He was like, oh, okay, well, thanks for... Like, whatever. Like, he wasn't a jerk about it. It's very telling that it was just, like, she has an example of one guy. Um, mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Oof. We're doing great, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, that, that scene where, um, yeah, it's just hilarious that he has, um, he's, he's standing there and saying, 
these women are torturing me and um wh- why are you always hounding me these bitches i think he, he says do- he does say bitches uh yeah and like he literally has two women tied up <laughs> in his dungeon area with like a shrine to one of them in the corner um <laughs> we didn't even talk about the shrine yeah, the shrine. <laughs> He's got a and, fucking shrine. And, and like, you know, it, it's a little, like, uh, maybe it's a bit of a joke there, a little bit. But then, but then Harmony comes in, and it's like, that's where things really get serious, because he, he was physically abusive to her in this episode, and, like, has been forever emotionally abusive, like, cutting her down all the time and like somehow harmony is has gotten through it like Mm -hmm. she does go back to him a few times um but this time she's gone for good and yeah just the hypocrisy of it and the ridiculousness um and yeah like the danger the danger to it where he's totally doesn't realize um how ridiculous he Mm -hmm. sounds yeah and the, the hurt and pain that he's causing others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's bad stuff. It's bad stuff, but it's good, compelling stuff. Mm-hmm. Like There's one. some beautiful, like, I don't know, payoff, I guess. Um, well, so that's that line, um, I'm drowning in you, Summers, I'm drowning in you. <laughs> it's... Um, <laughs> It's very melodramatic. That's what I love it because it's so like old Hollywood melodramatic. It's like what he's like yeah. learned about romance is exactly, and like he himself is like kind of like this like old Hollywood character in a way, like, and he's just so over the top dramatic, and it's great. Mm-hmm. But like you know, I don't know. For me, like part of me is just like a little bit spoony about that. But then I have to catch myself, and he's like, oh, he's saying this to a woman he's tied yeah. up. Yeah, like, I need to step back for a second. Yeah, like, out of context, it's like, oh, I love this shit, right? Like, it's so, like, it's so over-the-top and melodramatic that, like, you know, it's charming in its way, but juxtaposed to he's saying it to a woman who's chained up kind of alters it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Drusilla says something about how, like, she knew. She knew about... She knew before Spike did that that he felt this way about Buffy, that he had Buffy, like, in his veins or whatever. Oh, yeah, we saw um, that a while back, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, and we saw that with, um, yeah, the, like, the Chaos Demon love. flashback in Full for Love. Love that guy, um, yeah. But it's just excellent to, like, see Drusilla state it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that is amazing that Drusilla says, and I think we talk about this point, like, mm-hmm. so much, um is that Buffy is talking about um, that he can't love, yep. he doesn't have a soul. Oh, yeah. And Drusilla corrects her, and I'll save the quote because I would like to read it later. Okay, Maybe you I've, would. I've, got, I've got it written down right here. I've got it written down. Um, <laughs> Maybe we can do an accent off of the competition. <laughs> we, we both get to say the line, quote. yeah, okay. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's so beautiful. Like, I, I think both of us are just really drawn to that concept of like, 
like there's this idea that you can't live without a soul, mm-hmm. but but these two like are tr- proving it wrong again yeah. and again. Yeah. Um, and I think that's part of the reason like why you want to you want to like Spike is because y- you are compelled by his story in a way like you want him to be a good person but he mm-hmm. keeps fucking it up mm-hmm. another thing that spike says about Drusilla, and it's again like that melodramatic like large-scale romance across the ages and, <laughs> uh, tore across the continents with ruin and all that um but he says that she delivered him from mediocrity. Oh. Um, and they had 100 years together. But I just... I loved that. Like, it's a nice line. It's the way the way he thinks about himself in the past. And it, it is like self-hatred and it's like self... It's like shame of what he was. And I think, you know, maybe if he, if he can get to come to terms with that, maybe he'll grow more. But, um, yeah, to like learn to accept the... The things about himself that he that having that turning into a vampire like got rid of or changed or things like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, yeah. Well, well stated, Lotus. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. Oh, <thank> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> okay. I was like, what? Is it, no, sometimes. Not like that. No, no, no. Sometimes <laughs> you just say something, and I'm like, damn. And and I realize that's not. On my end, good podcasting. <laughs> like, wow, yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah. You know, sometimes I do that that one thing where I start talking and then I just stop talking, and it's it. I meant to just have it be a pause, but then I didn't jump back in when I should have, uh-huh. and then it's just way too long, <laughs> and then I panic, and then oh, yeah. I hear you. Oh shit. Oh, um. Hey, welcome hey. back to From My Balls to Entrails. Hey, Lotus. <laughs> You got any yeah, closing thoughts about, th- about this um, episode? So, so one thing is, right. well, we already talked about Dawn, so I think we're good there. Dawn Watch, going strong, uh-huh. um, loved Dawn in this episode. She is, she's just <clears throat> trying to get through her stuff. She's great, um, yeah. she's, She feels like she can relate to Spike. It's all good. Um, but the other thing here is Joyce Watch, um, because... You know, mm. we just got to treasure these moments. Um, just, uh, oh, yeah. Boy, yes, we do. Just, just hug your moms. Um, and and uh, it's it's really nice, like, several times, you know, Joyce just being a good, concerned mom um, and, like, working with Buffy to, to take care of Dawn. And um, uh, the best thing, though, is, is when Joyce is telling... Uh, Spike and Dawn, like the most hilarious art. <laughs> it's just very good. Um, very, very good. And I, <laughs> you know, it's a, a good moment where we see that, that <laughs> good old Spike and Joyce relationship. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I'll never, I'll never tire of that and, and I'll miss it. Fuck, I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting to the point in the season, like, where we, like, bring up Joyce, we get Aww. so, like, I'm, like, literally looking off into the distance of my room. I think... Just, like... <laughs> for sure. Um, no. I think we should write this down she, somewhere. She's in our hearts wherever forever. Wherever we write these things down, yeah. uh, that we should do a, a Joyce special episode, like a recollection. Okay. Yeah. Like a... All right. A, a dedication. Yes. I like Oh, that. sure, yeah. 
we can call it a Joyce episode. And like maybe we can Joyce look into the actress's other other Joyce accomplishments episode. in her career. That'd be nice, cause yeah, I'd like to know Christine. what um, uh, yeah. Sutherland. Um, okay, Sutherland. so that was one. Christine Sutherland, thank you. Yeah. Oh. Oop, did I hang up on you, Lotus? Oh shit. Oh, I hung up on Lotus. I'm calling you back though. Oh god. <laughs> All right, I accidentally hung up on Lotus. Hello? 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 <laughs> Hello? You did! I, I, I hung up oh, on man. you on accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got my Bluetooth headphones in, and, like, I accidentally just, like, pressed the button on the side. And it's just like, I was like, oh, I guess it's a hang up um, button. Didn't know that. I think you'll hear on the recording like a, uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so <laughs> I have this other observation. Um, oh. So we saw the, the big old shrine that Spike made for Buffy of like kind of stalkery pictures and the bust, the mannequin. Um, yeah. It's the uh, for my Hey Arnold fans out there. It's the Helga Pataki shrine to Arnold. I mm-hmm. I don't know if you're a, a an Arnold head or a football head, I suppose, but that's what it reminded me Unfortunately, of. Unfortunately, no. Except but creepier. I'm interested yeah. in any any shrine related contents. Um. <laughs> oh sure, yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> but what what I really noticed in this uh, scene was the drawings of Buffy, um, and. Well, so like it was very interesting because it it recalls uh, the drawings that Angel made of Buffy when he was in his um, obsessive, uh, dangerous and and deeply sick uh, stalking Buffy phase. Um, You know, those those pencil pencil drawings of Buffy. Um, So Mm -hmm. Spike had a few of those as well. And I noticed that that they were pretty, uh, pretty nice drawings. Very beautiful. Um, And... And that's when I really got thinking, and uh, I was thinking, how did both of them, really, uh, but how did Spike learn how to draw? Um, Like, when did that happen? Is that just, like, you know, kind of an old-timey skill that everyone had? But then I thought, no, it's not. Like, artists, that's like um, an upper-class thing. Like, you know, working-class people just didn't go around having having art lessons and things like that. So... Mm -hmm. um, I narrowed it down to two options here. Um, so one thing okay. is that Angel and Spike took drawing classes together. <laughs> in <laughs> they're over similar the years, styles. Over those yeah. hundred years, they um, you know we uh-huh. we see a lot of the like the um, I don't know I guess the the tension between them and like the the rivalry and things like that. But you know I bet there was a lot of tender moments in their relationship too. And, and some of those might've been just like expressing themselves through visual arts and and learning a skill together and doing some figure drawing classes and um, maybe some still lives and, you know, kind of like razzing each other a little bit, but like at the same time, just pushing each other to improve. Hmm. Um, So that's one thing I thought, but uh, here's another idea. Um, I also huh. thought maybe maybe Spike 
in his human life, um, you know, had drawing classes uh, in his upbringing. I could see that along with with poetry and reading. Maybe that was another one of his interests. He was a sensitive uh, man. Um, Yeah, exactly. Bit of a fop. Um, (laughs) So then I was thinking, uh, like, similarly, but did did Spike teach Angel how to draw? Oh, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because he just, he, I can just like see like, like Angel, this like big brute of a man, like kind of um, like humbly coming over to Spike and quietly asking him for mm-hmm. if he could teach him how to draw. Because it's something he's always, always wanted to do. But given his, his cast in life, it's like, you know, not a, an opportunity he Absolutely. was afforded. And his, his and father so, like, would have day. never allowed it anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. God, no. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's something that happened after uh, Angel got his soul. Oh, mm. Lotus. Yeah. I like that. And maybe something maybe something like that, that just, like, preserved that that uh, William William uh, <clears throat> spark of humanity in Spike is, is doing those uh, drawing classes with Angel. That's mm-hmm. absolutely what happened. I could... Also, definitely it's see canon, some like though. makeout sessions in there. So, like, um, it's 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 going That's, in my I'm so fiction. glad <laughs> you said that. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because I was thinking to myself, they kiss at some point during these art yeah. classes. I think that they I kissed. think that could have happened. You know, like they're they have this front of um, being so aggressive and and. Um, you know, in this competition with each other all the time, but that has to be exhausting. And oh shit! I think yep. There, there's more under the surface. Oh, there is a hypersexual tension between those mm-hmm. two. Come mm-hmm. on, you kidding me? You kidding me? This is the best fanfiction idea I've ever had, and there's been a few. Yeah, TM, 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 sure. TM. Can you can you TM fanfiction? Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. Hmm. <laughs> Yes. I talked it over with our lawyers, and yes. You just have to say a rhyming name instead of the person's name in the show. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, that, that was a, a thing I wanted to say for sure, um, those ones. Oh, sure, I'm glad sure, you brought yeah. that up. I like that, yeah. It's a, it's a fun Here thing else. to think about. Yes. Oh, boy. Man. Anywho... <laughs> This is, I don't know if this is going to come across to the listeners, but we basically recorded a whole other episode of a podcast in the yeah. middle of this episode. So we, we've kind of been on a tear. I think we're coming in on the fucking third hour. Yeah, it really this. just like bubbled up. Yeah. Um, wow. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know about you, but do you want to tell me what you have for the week? That was <laughs> sweet I sure do. Um, All right. And you can stop me if you have the same one. Oh, I okay. intend to. Uh, <laughs> so my outfit of the week that isn't Giles's tweed suit would be uh, Spike's uh, light light blue oh. going out shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was pretty close to being mine, and probably mm-hmm. should have been mine, <laughs> just because it like tickled <laughs> me so much. But um, my outfit of the week that isn't Giles's tweed suit is Willow's dog sweater with a blue Ooh, ribbon and pink scarf. Yeah, that is that like that wearing. pink velvet scarf? yeah what the fuck and also tara's wearing some like insane like shirt in the beginning with like like purple leopard print and like i don't know a fucking like some sort of bird on it i don't know but it was wild did people dress like that in that time i'm not quite sure 
2001, I, man? Yeah. Was this 2001? Fucking Ooh. wild time. It wasn't the 90s. It wasn't the 2000s. Nobody I, really knew I remember it was. I once had a shirt with, like, leopard print on the sleeves and, like, roses on it. Yeah. I, uh... It's almost like Lisa Frank on yeah. acid kind of thing. Yeah, or mushrooms, maybe. I don't know a lot about <laughs> drugs. But I know a lot about Lisa Frank. Hmm. <sighs> What's next? <laughs> yeah. Quotes. 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 So Harmony says to Spike, I gave you the best bunch of months of my life. <laughs> That's really good. Oh, God. Harmony's so good. <laughs> so fucking That's funny, dude. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got the one that we both have to oh, do. Oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. We talked about that about three hours ago. Do you want to go first? Yeah. You want me to? Yeah, I'm just going to okay, do Drusilla's yeah. line. Or do, or do you want me, just just for both of us, I'll say what Buffy says, okay? What does Buffy say? She says, it's called revulsion. And whatever you think you're feeling, mm-hmm. it's not love. You can't love without a soul. Oh, we can, you know. We can love quite well, if not wisely. <laughs> If, 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 if not wisely. Um, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) Now I don't know how to do it. (laughs) It's not so, it's, it's not all about the accent. It's about like the rhythm of her voice. Um, okay. I didn't write down the whole thing. Um, (laughs) Oh, we can, you know, we we can love quite well, okay. if not wisely. Oh, we can, you know, we can love quite well, if not wisely. Um, okay, oh. so here's the thing, though, about this quote. Um, I heard it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first part is the same, but I heard, um, this is really interesting, actually, what I heard. I heard, if not, what is there? Isn't that amazing? Oh. <laughs> I Yeah, I, I kind of like that better. Oh, oh, we can, you we know. We can love quite well. We can love quite well. If not, what is there? That's 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 significantly more impactful than and if not yeah, wisely is. is a good line too, and it's a, I think. But it's I, not quite as it's not quite as uh uh there's just not as much to unpack yeah. there. Yeah. Unpack there. But yeah, my interpretation of that uh, made-up line that I made <laughs> was, you know, like, what's what's the point of living without love, or or what's the point of living after death? Uh-huh. Um, Ooh, I kind of I kind of like we can love quite well if not wisely. They're fools yeah. for love. Not wisely. <sighs> Fuck. We'll just have to like dub over the episode. We'll give it to Joss, see what he can do. <laughs> that can be the, just the alternate version, because I, I think Not Wisely is wonderful, too. No, yeah, it's good, but if not, mm. what is there? Mm. Like, I loved so that, but I guess maybe that's dramatic. not Drusilla's take anyway. Because um, I thought it, I thought that was just so beautiful, but like not even just romantic love, but just like love is uh-huh. the point of living and being human and... Being human is about having relationships with other people. Yeah, and I think hers, her, if she had said that, makes it even more impactful because that—that's not. Yeah. It is so human right, to say right. that. Huh. Huh. Fuck we you. We should dude. make up quotes more often. <laughs> <laughs> we should. 
Um, uh, let me just see if they have anything else. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, don't get us all laughing again, Joyce. <laughs> Your spike Thank is very you. good. <laughs> oh, that's that's all I got. Oh, nice. All right. Well, I gave this episode. I'm just mm. gonna go ahead and do it. I gave it a nine out of ten. Miss Edith's. There is a Miss Edith there in this is. episode. She's Aww. on the train. Yeah, she's Miss blindfolded. Edith. <laughs> oh, Edith. Yeah, I gave this a nine out of ten. I thought this was a very impactful episode. I thought it was very good, and especially considering how we've. Um, been zeroing zeroing in on Spike lately. I felt it was uh, I don't know uh, a very apt episode. Perfectly, I love how it kind of brought to light the reality of Spike. That kind of almost rhymed. Mm -hmm. and it was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's an excellent rating. Yeah. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I couldn't read my writing, uh. and then I discerned it. Um, <laughs> So I gave this episode an eight and a half out of ten discontinued blooming onions. <laughs> <laughs> That's really yeah. good. I like when our ratings like and it happened both go arounds for us, when our ratings reference things we didn't yeah, get to talking it's about. And we can just we can just leave it at that. <laughs> it's it's so great. Yeah. Um yeah, I thought this was excellent. Cool. I, I love talking about this episode with you. Um I had a really great time today. Yeah, yeah, this is one of our, our I think, yeah, one of our best definitely. chats. Yeah, even even counting out the uh, like the hour we talked about other stuff that I think we'll be releasing on this channel yeah, too I mean, at some point. It seems very yeah. appropriate. Yeah, where yeah. else the fuck is it going to be? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with Buffy, but it's you know it's mm -hmm, two buds talking. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, I d I found cool. one more quote. If it's okay to end end the episode on. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, I suppose. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Buffy says to Spike, you're like a serial killer in prison. And Spike says, like, exasperated, women marry them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wrote that down, oh, too. I forgot to read it. Really, I that it one. was really funny. Just perfectly delivered. Good stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> this is very funny. Oh, boy. Yeah. Good episode. Yeah. Good episode. <sighs> well, where can they oh, find us? Oh well, uh, we are we are on Facebook. We have um, a Facebook page. Uh, mm -hmm. We do, and we have a Twitter at for me to e. And we're on SoundCloud. Sure do. Um, that's where you can Hell see yeah. all of our tracks. Um, and uh, we're on iTunes and like wherever else you might want to get a podcast, you can leave us a review on iTunes. That would be great. Yeah, absolutely excellent. We would love you forever. Um, yeah, I think mm -hmm. that's all the places. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a nice chat we yeah, had today, Lotus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and to you, the listeners, thank you very much. Um, and remember, remember this crucial thing. Ben is glory. You mean like like Ben is working for glory, maybe? No, you don't understand. They're they're one and the same. In the same company? Like probably not a company, but like in the same evil crime <sighs> Just, organization. Ah, uh, it's 
of demons. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's, you know, we'll... They're... Close enough, we'll figure this out later. Co-workers. Nope. Hey. Nope. In a sense... Okay. In a sense. Good. I feel... All right. Good. Okay. Me too. Bye. All right. That's been podcast. (laughs) 